0: What we do here is go back,
1: back, 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 back. What is up, listeners? Once again, my name is Nolan Collery and welcome back to Eaters. Hot takes, everyone has them. It's those little tidbits about sports or life that you will defend and no matter how crazy people think you are. My goal is to talk to some of Nash's most opinionated people, and I certainly have one of them today. I am here with Eric Bloomquist. Eric, how are you doing? I'm pretty good today, Nolan. How are you? You know what? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking, buddy. So, today's topic is the ESPN's Top 100 NBA Player List. They make it every year, uh, and every year it is subject to some serious criticism, uh, to say the very least. So... Just overall initial thoughts, what are you thinking at this list, Eric?
0: Honestly, it doesn't look too bad. Now, keep in mind the list is top 100 players being projected for the upcoming season. Correct, correct. And looking through it, I was, you know, pretty impressed with the quality of the list. What about you?
1: Uh, Absolutely. ESPN has, in my opinion... The only one that does worse is House of Highlights, I think. But ESPN whiffs on quite a few takes they make every year. The quality of some, even some of the things that uh, seem a little more controversial, I am a big fan of what they're doing. You know, it's hard because you think 30 teams in the league, each team has, you know, maybe 13 players are playing every night. You do the math. That's a lot of people that you need to pick the 100 best. It's, It's a challenge. And... To do make a list so well, uh, it's not easy. It's time to get into our hot takes. So, Eric, let me present you with this. One thing that a lot of people had a lot of things to say about was their placement of the Ball brothers. If you're not familiar with the Ball brothers, uh, high school phenoms at Chino Hills, Lamelo bounced around, played a little international ball, played at Spire, uh, Lonzo Ball playing at UCLA. Uh, now Lonzo sits at the uh, with the Chicago Bulls in their new reformed law- roster and. LaMelo, obviously, a superstar rookie. Well, okay, superstar's a big a word. He, he's a very, very good second-year player for the uh, yeah, for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, so LaMelo sits at 47, and Lonzo sits at 57, and a lot of people are really upset about that. And what I'm going to argue is ESPN got it right 100%. <gasps> now, one thing that is important to understand here, a lot of the NBA has to come with situation. Last year, Lonzo played on a Pelicans team with possibly the best lob catcher in the league, Zion Williamson, which made him look like the best lob passer in the league. Lonzo is not going to have that exact same dynamic with his new uh, backcourt partner, Zach Levine, but he's going to be throwing some passes. He's got DeMar DeRozan to work with. He's got Vooch. He's got Patrick Williams. He's really there built to be a good team. But when we're talking about pure value, LaMelo Ball is clearly the better player. Try to name five Hornets players off the top of your head without saying LaMelo ball. You cannot, and I am confident in that. And that's not just you, that's everyone. I think, and just looking at the stats, now I am not one who likes to look at pure stats. LaMelo last year averaged more points, rebounds, and assists than Lonzo, and shot the ball 2% better. I think it's, it's hard to say, because Lonzo's still a young player and he has a lot of potential, but... LaMelo just showed out rookie year. I had doubts about him. I was completely wrong. So I think LaMelo, just in pure value and pure talent, is a better player than Lonzo Ball right now. What do you have to say about that?
0: When I first heard, when you first uh, agreed with their list, I was kind of taken aback. But now that you mention it, I I can't name five players on the Hornets not named Lonzo or <laughs> you know LaMelo Ball. Yeah. And when you talk about, like, pure value, what does this guy do when he's on the court? I do think Lomelo is the better player because he has the passing ability of his brother. We've seen it all yeah. season. We've seen it. He was injured too, so we can't forget that we didn't quite get to see all of him this year. But he's Lonzo as a better scorer. Yeah. That's what he is in my opinion. Lonzo's defense might be a little bit better. Yeah, it is. And Lonzo has, what, four extra years in the league. Uh, so, yes. But, you know, I do think Lonzo will be – I think Lonzo will be in a better situation this year because he does have guys around him like Vucevic, um, Zach Levine. Right. Who got Wendell Carter's on that team, too. Mm-hmm. Alex Caruso.
1: Of course, the guy. They surrounded
0: him with talent, which they really failed to do in New Orleans. Now, they had Zion, obviously, right. who is a great young player. Brandon Ingram. Who was good for one year. Okay. And, like, well. you know. But, no, now that you say that, I do agree. I I think that Lamelo will be a better player this season than Lonzo as well. Yeah, and I think.
1: The, the, the problem when you're trying to balance is because when you're looking at the media types, they're always going to overrate legacy. So let's look at Lonzo Ball. He was, I don't know, besides Zion, I'd say he's the most hyped draft prospect in recent memory. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously Zion was, you know, huge, huge but, massive, yeah. but um, you know, Lonzo was really, really hyped coming out, uh, this amazing point guard prospect, big, he can... And you can't hear him, but there are air quotes. Shoot the ball, and though props to Lonzo, uh, he used to have the worst form I've ever seen in my life. His shot looks good now. He has a nice stroke mm-hmm. shooting. I think it's like thirty nine ish percent from three last year. But he is going to be the starting point guard. I predict for years in a major market city. When you're going to Chicago, you watch ba- uh, you watch baseball and you watch basketball. No one watches the Bears. I'm sorry. No one. No one's out there to watch Once the Bears. Once they get a quarterback. Then. Uh, they don't have one yet, but that's for another episode. Um, he's going to be the starting point guard on a team that's going to compete for the playoffs every year. Now we look at LaMelo's situation, he's in Charlotte, which might be the smallest market in the NBA. I mean, like Charlotte and like Portland, Portland, yeah. Salt Lake, uh, Sacramento. He's in one of the absolute smallest markets. Um, and I've only been down to Charlotte once, but in my experience, it seemed people were more excited about the Panthers. I, no, right. at the time, the Hornets were terrible. Okay. So, but it seemed, and that was back towards like the Cam Newton era. So people were all excited about the, the Panthers. But he is going to be the face of that franchise. And you have to think of all franchises in a small market to be in, you have to like him being in Charlotte. Michael Jordan's your owner. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying he's a good owner, I'm not saying he's a bad owner, but you have. If you don't say the greatest, then you say the second greatest basketball player of all time as your owner. That brings in media. We don't know if they're going to be good. I don't know. They have a fun young team, but in a vacuum, right now, the whole point is, I think that despite Lonzo having this, you know, fantastic opportunity to be, to, fantastic opportunity to be part of a playoff team in the East, which I don't expect the Hornets to be. Lamelo has, Lamelo is going to be a better player in a vacuum. So I will present it, just as I just said, one more time. ESPN ranked Lonzo Ball 10 spots lower than his younger brother, and I think that is absolutely the right call. Eric, what is your final word on that take?
0: I'm going to say I agree.
1: Oh, yeah. What do you want to talk about?
0: All right, so let's take it back a year to the bubble, the bubble year in the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody remembers it was crazy, Young teams were running wild, (laughs) right? Many leads were blown in that bubble in Orlando, including one by the infamous Los Angeles
1: Clippers. (laughs) I I know where this is going. As we
0: all know, the Clippers, until this year, were incapable of reaching the conference finals, despite having some of the greatest and most memorable teams. Oh, yeah. You know, Lob City. Lob City. Exactly. Even with Kawhi the first year, I mean, it was just, you know, honestly kind of... Alarming the fact they couldn't even reach the conference finals. Oh, yeah. Not the NBA finals. Yeah. Not win a championship. You have a point. So, um, and we all know about their second best player. Playoff, a.k.a. way off, Paul George, playoff P. Playoff P. Right. <laughs> Scrolling through this, if I told you to guess what number Paul George was ranked on the list, you'd probably guess somewhere around, you know, late teens, early 20s. Okay. Going down to the 20s. Of all the players in the NBA,
1: okay, okay,
0: ESPN has him at twelve, mm-hmm. and I would say, okay, that's not bad, right? Twelve. I mean, you look at the, some of the guys he's put above: Chris Paul, uh, Jason Tatum, which that's not what I'm going to be talking about today, but that's right. deb- Devin Booker. They're you know good scoring players, and they think that you know um, Paul George is is better th- will be better than them yeah. this season. But today, my argument will be about. None of these flashy players, none of these superstars on their team, but rather the, in my opinion, one of the best number twos in the league, Chris Middleton. What? <laughs> At number 19, Chris Middleton. <laughs> right. Keep in mind, Paul George and Chris Middleton are both the second option on their team. You okay. Agree with, you yes, agree with no, that. that's correct. Okay, because obviously whatever team you put Giannis on, aside from the Nets, he's going to be fair. the first option. That's fair. Paul George, second option on the Clippers team, which with Kawhi injured, still managed to, you know, get yeah. pretty far. Good team. We all know Paul George is at the stage in his career now where no one cares what he's averaging, no one cares <laughs> yeah. what he does on a nightly <laughs> basis. The story of Paul George will be: can he deliver in the playoffs? Playoff he is a yeah. yeah. He is a veteran player and on a team that should have reached the finals by now. Okay. Blown so. leads and you know things like that have have stop them, and at this point, it's just, it's a little bit, you know, alarming. So my argument will be that Chris Middleton is a better, will be a better player than Paul George. Chris Middleton, as the second option on his team, was still, you know, was able to help them win the championship. Not an easy feat. Beat the Nets, right? And beat the Suns in the finals, right? Right. This man, is the second option on his team, routinely showed up every single night delivered, hit clutch shots way more than Paul George ever has, right? I mean, okay. the only memories I have of Paul George in the playoffs in the past, you know, years is just shooting and hitting the side of the backboard. That's when you ask me Paul George in the playoffs, that's what I think about. What I think about is the bubble. I think about blown leads, you know what I mean? And now we're at the point where Chris Middleton, the second option on a Bucks team that, aside from Giannis, doesn't have any real superstars. You know what I mean? He's able to, to, on some nights, lead that team to the finals. There's nights where Giannis goes down, where Giannis gets injured, where Giannis doesn't have a great game, and Middleton routinely shows up. He does his job. He scores. He's not the fanciest guy in the world. He's not going to make headlines. He doesn't draw the media attention, but that doesn't mean he's a worse player. And I think he's set to make a leap in his career, and I think that Chris Middleton will be a better player than Paul George this season.
1: All right, so it's hot. That is the hottest take we've heard on the show yet. So I'm just going to run you by some numbers. Just with, with no, I think you'll be able to know which is which. But just for the average listener, I'd like, to, like them to think too. Player A, Player B, which set of stats sounds better? And I hate people who go purely on stats, but just which set of stats sounds better. So Player A, uh, last year, averaged on, in 33 minutes, he had 23.5 points, shooting 46.7% from the field, uh, 6.6 rebounds, 5.2 assists. Our other player, player B, on thir- uh, also 33 minutes, has 20.4 points, 47.6% uh, from the field, six rebounds, and 5.4 assists. Very, very similar stat lines. Basically, player A is scoring a bit more on slightly worse efficiency. Who do you think who?
0: When you read it originally, I thought A is Middleton. Okay. Is that is that correct?
1: You're actually wrong. I'm wrong. Okay. A is Paul George. Okay. I think that... Paul George is one of the most disrespected names in sports right now. I think that there is validity to calling him playoff P in some circumstances. I'm a huge Oklahoma playoff P, way off P, pandemic P. Uh, I'm a huge Oklahoma City Thunder fan. So Mm -hmm. I have very mixed feelings on Paul George. He had an MVP year, said he loved Oklahoma, and then left for Los Angeles. So you have to understand where I'm coming from. I don't as as a fan. I dislike Paul George. However, Paul George, outside of if you're looking, maybe I'll say healthy Clay Thompson because we we haven't seen him play in two years. Yeah. Healthy Clay Thompson, healthy James Harden. I'm taking Paul George over any other second option in the NBA right now. No question in my mind.
0: Anthony Davis.
1: I'm taking Paul George over Anthony Davis as a second. Anthony Davis is a player that you build a team around. And don't get me wrong, enough talent. uh, LeBron James is able to take the role he needs. If you watched him on the Heat, there were nights he was scoring 36 points a game. But there were nights he'd score 24 and get 11 assists because Dwayne Wayne had 40. I, I think that LeBron is able to play off Anthony Davis like no one else in the league possibly could. The the thing about Paul George, he gives you this level of defense. Again, Middleton brings you this. Yeah, Pretty solid playmaking for the wing position. You know, he plays anything from... These guys both play anything 2-4, to really. Um, But it's really, for me, and I feel like it's getting underrated, not not necessarily in the clutch, but Paul George's ability to create momentum and make these big plays. I mean, he's gone down since his leg injury. Uh, Don't look it up. USA basketball. (laughs) Gruesome, gruesome injury. Paul George... He used to be back in Indiana if not the one of the most explosive players in the league. Uh, he can't do that anymore, but I think Paul George is becoming underrated. So Okay, that's fair. So uh, that's that's what I have to say. So what what's your take? Give it to give it to the world again. Just
0: Chris Middleton will be a better player than Paul George.
1: And I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah. That is all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Eric for coming on to the show one more time.
0: Thank you, thank
1: you. Yeah, we'd love to have you back another time. That's all we've got. Thank you for listening in to Heaters. May your school lunch stay hot, but your takes stay hotter. Stay saucy Nash.